0: The world is changing fast, but you can learn it at a slower pace. Special English. You're listening to Special English. Here's the news. China's first domestically built large cruise ship, the Adora Magic City, is scheduled to start its maiden voyage on January 1st of 2024 from Shanghai, marking the beginning of its commercial operation. That is according to the operator Adora Cruises Limited. The cruise ship measuring 323 meters in length with a gross tonnage of 135,500 tons, has over 2,100 guest rooms and 22 distinctive restaurants and bars. It can accommodate over 5,200 passengers. The cruise ship is scheduled to depart from the Shanghai Wusongkou International Cruise Terminal and will provide a unique cruise experience with gourmet food, entertaining shows, and world-class shopping at sea. A series of specially designed activities for children will also be available on board. The company earlier revealed the Northeast Asia route of the cruise from Shanghai. It will also launch routes to countries in Southeast Asia in the future. Bookings for the cruise ship's itineraries kicked off on September 20th. This is Special English. China's car rental services have seen robust growth thanks to a strong recovery in the tourism market. Domestic car rental services giant CAR Incorporated said the total orders for its car rental services jumped from July to August this year marking an increase of some 50% year-on-year and exceeding that in 2019. It added that the orders from new users climbed nearly 80%, logging a record high, and cross-city orders made up over 80% of the total. The company also saw a boost in long-term car rental services with orders for rental periods of five days or more rising 70% year-on-year. And the ordering demand for new energy vehicles skyrocketed over 150% year-on-year Thanks to an improvement on the infrastructure, like the charging stations of the vehicles. According to the China Tourism Academy, domestic tourist trips surpassed 1.8 billion this summer, with revenue of some 1.2 trillion yuan, about 167 billion US dollars. Fu Linghui, spokesperson of the National Bureau of Statistics, estimated that the services consumption would maintain a fast growth thanks to the eight-day holiday. You're listening to Special English. Winners of the National Skills Competition in Tianjin will be heading to Lyon in France in September next year to represent China in the World Skills Vocational Skills Championship. The National Skills Competition held 109 events with over 4,000 competitors from across the nation. The events covered a range of areas from creative arts, manufacturing, to information technology. Among the events, 62 are qualifiers for next year's world skills competition in France. Mao Yajing, a 21-year-old from Shanxi province who competed in the cabinet-making event, said he reveled in the challenge of having to build a cabinet in 16 hours over 3 days. Mao said that he is less experienced compared with his rivals, but he found carpentry amazingly interesting. Li Chuan Li, head judge of the Mechatronics event, said the requirements have changed continuously in the past decade because of the advancement of technologies, materials, and the practical demands of manufacturing companies. He said the competition is becoming more difficult and complicated, and it involves more knowledge of smart and robotics systems. Lee noted the event is a test of competitors' abilities in design, installation, programming, as well as maintenance and understanding of product making standards. Stefan Praschel, a board member of World Skills International, said he believes Chinese competitors will perform well. As always, at next year's competition, China first sent a delegation to the World Skills Competition in 2011 after joining World Skills International in 2010. In 2020, China organized its first national skills competition to encourage more young people and skilled workers to get engaged in skills-related competitions and promote the nation's vocational education and skills training. This is Special English. China is planning to launch a solar exploration satellite to a previously unexplored orbit between the Earth and the Sun in order to carry out solar probe and space weather monitoring. Fang Cheng, one of the satellite's designers, said that the appraisal work of he 2 solar exploration mission to the Sun-Earth L5 Lagrangian point is in the pipeline. The solar probe is due to be launched into the planned orbit around 2026. The Sun-Earth Lagrangian L5 point, approximately 150 million kilometers away from Earth, is a uniquely advantageous location for space weather research and monitoring as it enables imaging of solar activity at least three days prior to a terrestrial viewpoint and measures the solar wind conditions four to five days ahead of the earth impact. a professor from Nanjing University said that the Sun-Earth L5 point is still a virgin place for exploration. Shihe-2 is a mission jointly launched by Nanjing University, China Meteorological Administration, as well as Shanghai Academy of spaceflight technology. The mission is expected to investigate the origin and evolution of the magnetic field in the solar active region and reveal the three-dimensional structure and physical mechanism of solar bursts. It can also provide data for timely early warning and accurate forecasting of space weather on october 14 2021 china sent its first solar exploration satellite chihe into a sun synchronous orbit to conduct solar h alpha spectral imaging you're listening to special english global beverage chain starbucks has opened a new coffee innovation park in east china's jiangsu province with an investment value of about 220 million u.s dollars the starbucks china coffee innovation park is the company's largest manufacturing and distribution base in China. Located in the city of Kunshan, about a one-hour drive from Shanghai, the park covers an area of about 80,000 square meters and incorporates a roasting plant, an integrated distribution center, as well as an immersive experience center. Starbucks said the innovation park fulfills its from bean to cup vertical integration across one market, a first for the company globally. The CEO of Starbucks Coffee Company said that as one of the largest consumer markets in the world, China presents tremendous opportunities for Starbucks. Starbucks entered the Chinese mainland in 1999 and currently has a market footprint of over 6,500 stores across more than 250 Chinese cities. The company aims to operate 9,000 stores across 300 Chinese cities. By 2025. This is Special English. With a history of 5,000 years, it's no surprise that China has created a fabulous treasury of folk tales. Once a year, on the seventh day of the seventh month, all the magpies fly up to heaven and form a bridge. So many amazing worlds to discover want a new palace," said King Mu of Zhou one day. Chinese folktales retold for audiences today. Will will you marry me? he asked, and with little hesitation she said, (laughs) Yes! Five thousand years of amazing Chinese folktales. My father must not go to war. Someone must take his place. You'll find Chinese Folktales season three wherever you discover your favorite podcasts. We all enter this world <laughs> with a <the> universal greeting. <laughs> we then learn to speak. <laughs> Though our languages, cultures and traditions may differ, we still share one thing in common. We have hope for humanity and I've the world. German railway 000, company Johnson Deutsche. Director of the, International the 26th Monetary United Nations Climate Hear the difference with CGTN Radio. Join a global network to connect with the world. CGTN Radio. Hear the difference. You're listening to Special English. Chasing an elusive Olympic gold medal will be one of Novak Djokovic's main goals for next season, even though the 24-time Grand Slam champion knows he will have to be physically and mentally ready to cope with a crammed schedule. Djokovic won bronze in Beijing 2008 and fell short in London 2012, Rio 2016, and Tokyo two years ago. But the Serbian, who will turn 37 before the next games begin, is still fighting fit after claiming three Grand Slam titles this year. The world number one also made the Wimbledon final earlier this year. When he was beaten in five sets by Carlos Alcaraz, and he is in no mood to slow down. Djokovic said, quote, unquote, it's going to be a very congested and challenging schedule next year, with Roland Garros on clay, Wimbledon on grass, the Olympics on clay and then the US Open and the tournaments before that on hard courts. Djokovic added that he plans to play Olympics since it's one of the most important events in the history of the sport, and also a chance to represent his country and the feeling of being part of it is a huge honor. You're listening to Special English. Chinese authorities have decided to raise the annual government subsidized loan amount students can apply for and adjust the interest rate to alleviate the burden on college graduates with financial difficulties. Starting from the fall semester of 2023, undergraduates can borrow up to 12,000 yuan annually in state loans while graduate students can borrow up to 16,000 yuan. That is according to a circular issued by China's Ministry of Education and four other departments. Previous limits were 8,000 yuan and 12,000 yuan, respectively. The interest rate on such loans will be reduced from the previous 30 basis points lower than the loan prime rate for the same period of time to 60 basis points. Government-subsidized student loans are available to full-time college students from economically disadvantaged families and are aimed at helping such students cover study and living expenses during their school years. And according to an official from the Ministry of Education, students who have already applied for such loans are eligible For the new measures. The circular also encouraged banking institutions to develop and improve credit student loans for postgraduates with convenient procedures and controlled risks, and to offer certain concessions in terms of loan amount, interest rate, term, and repayment method. According to the circular, college students graduating in and before 2023 are exempt from paying the interest on loans for this year, and they can also apply to defer this year's repayments of the student loan principal for one year without any penalties or compound interest. Implemented in 1999, China's state-subsidized student loans have been adjusted in accordance with the country's economic and social development to meet the needs of college students faced with increasing tuition fees, basic living expenses, and other costs during study. By the end of last year, more than 400 billion yuan of government-subsidized loans have been dispersed nationwide, benefiting over 20 million students. After the circular was issued, relevant authorities vowed to urge and supervise the banks to carry out the new measures to make sure that college students enjoy favorable loans as soon as possible this is special english china has decided to begin a one-year action plan to prevent invasive alien species from entering border ports across the country as part of efforts to safeguard the country's biodiversity and ecological environment. The country faces increasing risks of invasive alien species due to the rapid development of international trade and frequent cross-border personnel exchanges in recent years that is according to the general administration of customs a total of 1826 live animal and plant species that were banned from entering the country were intercepted in the first eight months and a number of criminal gangs that illegally imported exotic pets were dismantled. China will strengthen inspection of alien species in freight transport, consignments and deliveries, cross-border e-commerce and border trade. You're listening to Special English. That's the end of this edition of Special English. To recap, I'm going to read one of the news items again at normal speed. Please listen carefully. China is planning to launch a solar exploration satellite to a previously unexplored orbit between the Earth and the Sun in order to carry out solar probe and space weather monitoring. Fang Cheng, one of the satellite's designers, said that the appraisal work of Shihe 2 solar exploration mission to the Sun-Earth L5 Lagrangian point is in the pipeline. The solar probe is due to be launched into the planned orbit around 2026. The Sun-Earth Lagrangian L5 point, approximately 150 million kilometers away from Earth, is a uniquely advantageous location for space weather research and monitoring, as it enables imaging of solar activity at least three days prior to a terrestrial viewpoint and measures the solar wind conditions four to five days ahead of the Earth impact. Feng, a professor from Nanjing University, said that the Sun-Earth L5 point is still a virgin place for exploration. Shi Hu 2 is a mission jointly launched by Nanjing University, China Meteorological Administration, as well as Shanghai Academy of Spaceflight Technology. The mission is expected to investigate the origin and evolution of the magnetic field in the solar active region and reveal the three-dimensional structure and physical mechanism of solar bursts. It can also provide data for timely early warning and accurate forecasting of space weather. On October 14th, 2021, China sent its first solar exploration satellite, Hu into a sun-synchronous orbit to conduct solar H-alpha spectral imaging. This is the end of today's program. I hope you'll join us every day to learn English at a slower pace.